This is Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic 1027. So as Taj said, a firm closed to the JSE all share yesterday, 1.5% in what was meant to be cautious trade. Does that seem like cautious trade to you, Michael Trahan, Portfolio Manager at Vestag Asset Management? Yeah, look, it was a fairly uh, slow start today. We were only barely up by midday. And then uh, as the afternoon went on, we just went stronger and stronger, which is always good to see. Mm, what, what spurred that on then? What, do you, what gets us going nowadays? I mean, it, it's hard to find a single catalyst in the market, is there? Yeah, and if you, you consider that Asian markets are closed this week, mm. uh, so we're not even getting direction from the likes of Tencent, uh, and not much going on. But I saw someone point out that uh, January was the best start to U.S. stocks uh, in, uh, what, since the 70s, I think they said. Sure. Um, we had jobs numbers out last week, which was 100 consecutive months of growth. Yeah. Now, do you know what the second longest streak is? No. 48 months. So that we're on a hundred months of consecutive uh, of consecutive months of growth, and wasn't even a small. uh, The U.S. economy crushed that number. They got three hundred four thousand new jobs out of the expected. I think is about one hundred sixty thousand. Yeah, and you have the Fed saying that uh, guys, we're probably not going to raise interest rates anytime soon, and and some analysts even going as far to say the Fed's next move, which probably won't be this year, will be even to even to lower rates. There's even a chance of dropping rates here locally. Then they. There are you know, a few sort of suspecting that towards the latter end of the year, we could even have the chance of a rate drop as well. Yeah, I think I was uh, with you guys last year when uh, uh, the Reserve Bank raised interest rates and I had a bit of a rant saying that they, <laughs> they're raising rates because they're expecting the rest of the world to raise rates. Yeah. Don't do that. Because um, if you have a look at the assumptions that they published that they used to uh, increase interest rates, a big part of it was that developed economies were going to triple their interest rates over mm-hmm. the next couple of years. And the US is not going to raise rates anytime soon. Bank of England is definitely not raising rates. Uh, EU's got their own own turmoil and Japan uh, seems to be constantly in the threat of deflation so none of those banks are really going to be raising so uh, yeah depending on how election goes this year and assuming everything goes according to plan and assuming that the rand actually strengthens once we've got more certainty particularly around the land issue yeah um, and if the rand goes back to 11 12 range then the reserve bank's got lots of reason to to be actually dropping rates 1340 for now though so it's still still a while to go on that front do you think that they would perhaps try to keep rates where they are for the sort of medium term, if we can call it that, at least for the whole of this year, and that's purely not to weaken the rand any further? See, there's two arguments when it comes to the currency. The one argument is higher interest rates means that you've got more capital inflow for people buying your bonds, mm. which makes your currency stronger. Yeah. The problem, though, is when you've got high interest rates, you have lower growth rates. So all the people that were going to put money into your country for for FDI, long-term capital investment, those guys aren't around anymore. So you've got to see which flow is greater. And my argument is in South Africa, the FDR flow is potentially stronger than the guys flowing in just for, for your bonds. Um, if we can get to a stage where we're growing at 5%, there's a far greater incentive for you to put your money in for long-term growth as opposed to just getting uh, bonds. So uh, my argument is if you actually drop interest rates, you probably actually see a strengthening of the rand over, over time. 
Sure, that will be that is hopeful, and and, and certainly hope uh, that uh, the governor is indeed heeding some sort of message with regards to that. So uh, a little bit with regards to company news uh, yesterday, uh, Anglo Platinum expecting that their headline earnings per share will double. Uh, from the prior comparative period and that's thanks to a boost from rising commodity prices so we've seen quite a few trading updates come through the mining sector seems uh, to be if, if i can call it in a slight recovery yeah so um, on what was it monday we had uh, impala platinum come out with yep. their numbers um, and the stock was up eight percent i was having a look it's up about 70 percent over the last 12 months uh we have a look at anglo platts now they up 90 percent over the last 12 months and uh, yesterday it was mostly flat sure. um but it's because partly or i think actually a big part of it is management took the tough decisions 12 to 18 months ago saying look we've got to get rid of the operations that are marginal mm. um either we're going to sell them off and sabanya gold was or sabanya Stillwater now yeah. was more than happy to, to buy some of these assets uh, from uh, a few of the players um or you say we, we're just going to mothball operations and we're going to reduce our shafts numbers i mean i think impala platinum reduced uh, one of the, the rustenberg shafts from 11 shafts to five um, unfortunately, that comes with job cuts. Um, but what it does mean is that your company is unsustainable. You don't want to be in a position where you like Lonman, where Lonman loses money every year to pull platinum out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, you want to be in a case where your company's strong because when your company's strong, the employees you stay behind are, are, have a, have a job. Um, so you got to, I suppose, be selfish for for the company's sake, and unfortunately, that does lead to job losses sometimes. In the midst of the mining in Dawa currently happening, I say, I suppose the sentiment is just how do we keep them revived or going strong at this point in time and the the need then is despite the fact that we've got mining charter 3.0 there's a whole lot more to it right it's not just the charter itself although that does give off a positive spin are we perhaps a little a little bit for lack of a better term greedy though because we wanted regulatory certainty we've got it and now it doesn't seem to be the the only sticking point that we now need to move the market yeah, look, I think uh, uh, changes in regulation takes takes time, and once it's implemented, it's I mean, committing billions of rands into a particular industry. I mean, that doesn't happen overnight from yeah. country uh, from companies. Also, given that we're so close to the election, I think a lot of companies are saying, "Look, what's a couple of months here or there? Let's wait to see what happens with the election." Particularly again around the land issue. So yes, mm. we've the mining chart has been done. But uh, depending on which fractions in, in the ANC or even the likes of the EFF, um, depending on how strong they are, uh, there's different strengths for, for land expropriation without compensation. I mean, the, the EFF's version is that all land would be nationalized. And if that's the case, you're a mining company, you don't want to put money in. Um, so I think it's a case of guys just want a bit more certainty for long term. And then I think that government needs to be focusing on not mining itself, but the industries that are supporting mining. So um, there's definitely a case where being underground is dangerous. It's not great working mm. conditions. And the platinum industry was actually doing this a while ago to try support the platinum price, was focusing on industries that can use platinum. And one of them is uh, those uh, energy cells for, for energy storage. And I imagine if mm. you had a whole industry like that pop up in Rustenburg. Yeah. Okay. Well, we still want to chat about the Standard Chartered uh, Bank pleading guilty in New York for manipulating the RAND, particularly against the U.S. dollar. We'll chat about that with Michael Trahan a little bit later on. But for now, let's uh, quickly chat about some other stuff as well in relation to that.